right, good evening, High Desert Word Center. How is everybody on a beautiful Wednesday evening? Amen. It's one of the first days in a long time that the wind didn't blow us in, that the rain didn't float us down the creek there. It's, it's actually a nice weather day. So thank you, Jesus, for that. We praise the Lord for it. But it is good to have everybody in the house of the Lord tonight who is ready for Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Yes. Well, we are just right in the middle of Holy Week here and a couple days away from Good Friday. And then we're coming into the best day in the history of the world when Jesus rose from the dead. Amen. All right, let's stand up together. We are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. Who believes that America is coming to Jesus tonight? Yeah. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, give the Lord some praise. And you, ABCD. All right, let's go ahead and get into some announcements here this evening. All right, so again knows what Sunday is. Amen. It is. It is Easter Sunday. And uh, we want to remind you that you've just got a few days now to invite as many people as you can invite. We have a few invitations left. Uh, not a lot, but if you need some, go back to the info booth and grab them. And you can also invite people online through social media and all that fun stuff. But this is a wonderful golden opportunity to get people to actually come into the house of God. And we promise you, man, we're going to preach the gospel the best that we can and Jesus is going to be working on hearts who believes we're going to see some salvations this Sunday we're going to see some healings and miracles and restoration and it is just that's what we're all about so take advantage of this opportunity and so again grab uh, some invites from the back if you haven't gotten it yet and just make sure that everybody does their part uh, to bring people in um, a few things uh, that we need for Sunday um, we're going to be uh, setting up some things Saturday at 5 p.m. And so if you're available, come on out and we'll get a few things uh, set up. We don't have as much to set up this year because we kind of got a really good system going. But then Sunday morning at 8 a.m., uh, Miss Leah has asked me to, to announce that we they need help uh scattering the eggs. I don't know what you even say about that. There's a couple thousand eggs, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. And they need some help uh, dispersing the eggs out here in the in the gravel area. And so, if you're available to get here a little bit early at 8 o'clock Sunday morning, uh, come on out and they will put you to work scattering eggs and it's going to be absolutely 
wonderful. Um, all right. And so remember that the kids will be performing on Sunday morning and there'll be a lot of visitors, a lot of new people. And so, uh, they want me to remind you parents that, you know, the, the children's workers, they need you to present your sticker when you get your kids. Cause you know, we don't want somebody taking the wrong kid or something like that. So just don't be offended if they say, Hey, we need your sticker. We want to make sure that we don't, uh, send any kids to the wrong place or lose any kids. <laughs> Who thinks that sounds like a pretty smart thing yeah right yeah okay there will be no p.m service on sunday evening um so keep that in mind and a couple other quick things we're just kind of um promoting this is our our tuesday night zoom bible study it's every second and fourth tuesday night at 6 30 and uh miss rosalinda miss betty jackson lead that and so that's a great chance to kind of get to discuss the bible and pray and and uh, connect with uh some fellow church members and you don't even have to leave your house it's wonderful uh but if you're interested in that let us know we will get you the zoom link and it's a great chance to grow in the word and in fellowship all right and one more thing young adults is going to be meeting in april um at uh, Saturday the 15th at 11 a.m. at Six Beans Coffee. And so if you're between the ages of 18 to 25-ish, you are cordially invited to go attend that, drink some coffee, read some Bible, hang out with some friends. And I said there was one more announcement, but that was a joke. I don't lie, so that means it was a joke. There's a one more announcement, and that is the women's meeting is this Friday night. No, it's not this Friday night. What? Isn't that the second Friday night of the month? Okay, anyway, all right, so it's the 14th. Amen. Ladies, who's excited? Help me out here. I just bombed it. A little help. Okay, so it's going to be Friday the 14th and uh, 6.30 Victory Hall. Uh, Mrs. Pastor is teaching a lesson called Seven Things, all right? So seven things, and be here for that. And then uh, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, uh, coming in May, there's going to be, for Mother's Day weekend, uh, there is going to be a mother and son breakfast on May 13th. So you kind of pencil it into your calendar. Mother, son, country, is the title, you, you ready for the title? A country breakfast with mom. Some, uh, help me out people, come on, give me a little <laughs> awe or something. Wow. Next time you need help, you know, don't call me. So, all right. No, I, hey, it's okay. I forgive. But anyway, yeah, so those are a few things uh, for the moms that are coming up. And just kind of get it on your calendar so you know in advance. Amen. All right. Well, that is the announcements. Who knows what time it is now? Indeed, it is. It is happy time, and that means it is time uh, to give our tithes and our offerings. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will get one to you. And uh, we're going to go in our Bibles tonight to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And if you are given online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. Amen. Great way to give online. All right, so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look starting at verse 19. I'm in the New King James. Matthew 6, starting at verse 19 in the New King James. And Jesus said this. He said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. I mean, you realize that all the things that we just want to hoard and, and store up for ourselves on earth, 
it's okay to have some nice things, but you realize they're going to rust away or, or fade away. They are not eternal things. Look at this, verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Here it is, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. And so wherever our heart is, we've got no problem, no issue investing our resources and our finances there. And so if heaven has a hold of your heart as a Christian, it's no problem for you to be a tither. It's no problem for you to be a generous giver because you realize those are the eternal things. Amen. Whenever we've got a church to invite people to for an Easter thing, man, that's an eternal investment. Hallelujah. That's good news. Amen. And so where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. All right, let's stand up together. We are going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. Amen. And then we're going to get into some praise and worship and into the word of God. It's going to be a great night together. Let's go ahead and speak these words of faith over our giving together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Let's all make our way up front if you want, and we can worship the Lord together tonight. Let's sing. We're rising up from the ashes, no longer bound by chains. You gave your life for our freedom. We're coming out of the shadows. Your glory tore through the veil. And now your light shines upon us. Cause we are free, we are yours. To God be the glory now and forever. Sings my soul. To God be the glory. sorrow to joy and now we're singing your praises cause we are free we are yours to God be the glory now and forever sings my soul to God be the glory
put our hands together. And let's get ready to sing. All of creation, lift up his name. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. All of creation, lift up his name. To God be the glory. All of creation, lift up his name, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. All of creation, lift up his name, to God be the glory. i 
salvation. Everything there is that mankind would ever need, that's who you are. And it all comes through Jesus. Thank you tonight for giving our people here and the ones watching online revelation knowledge of the things I'm about to share. Thank you for opening the eyes of their understanding. They'll see and they'll know what belongs to them. And then they'll put into practice what they see tonight. And it'll absolutely absolutely revolutionize their life and turn their life around, Lord. Thank you in the name of Jesus for changed lives, for your glory. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Uh, well, I, ho I hope you have your notebooks and your pens and your Bibles. The Lord gave you something today that I hadn't really thought of much until he started preaching to me to teach you. And the title is God's answer for believers fighting mental problems. God's answer for believers fighting mental problems. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 11, verse 30. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30. And I, I look at the world today, and it appears to me that mental problems are increasing more and more and more and more. As I, as I look at the Word, I see that's part of the end times things happening, just people losing their minds, people going nuts. And I know a lot of it's from anxieties and worries. That's what Jesus talked about in, in Matthew and in Luke about the end times, men's hearts failing for fear, for the things are coming upon them. And I was thinking of the worship of the Lord about our, our society we live in. I, you know, there's just so many things you can say that's causing people to go berserk, and you think about the school shootings and all those kind of things. Think about all the drugs. 
you think about all the different sin things that people call good, evil, and evil, good, and, and Christians are just going nuts over it, and we shouldn't. We're in a different category than the unsaved. And I want to show you a couple of verses to set this, set this up, what I'm going to teach. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30, and this is the chapter used on communion, but verse 30 says, and I want you to notice these words, for this cause, and the cause was, in verse 29, basically ignorance of what Jesus did for us. Christians that are Christians know he died for their sins, and they go to heaven, but they don't know what else he did for them. I'm going to show you. He says in verse 30, For this cause, because of ignorance, what belongs to him, many are weak and sickly among you. Among you. Not the world. Among you. In the body of Christ, for this cause, because of ignorance of what's in the Bible that Jesus did for them. And then many sleep, many die, many die prematurely. Now I want you to look at another place. Look at James chapter 5, verse 14. James chapter 5, verse 14. I hope you got your Bibles and flip through your pages. Uh, it means so much to be able to look in your own Bible for what the Word of God says. And, you know, I know people use phones and everything else like that, but I, I really like a paper Bible where you see things, see verses around them, etc. But James 5, verse 14 says, Is any sick among you? Among you. Talking about the church, Christians, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, etc. And so you notice he says, is any sick among you? Well, the world is full of sick. And the early church had a revelation of divine help, divine healing. So that's why he says, is any sick among you? Just in case there was, he said he wasn't sure. He said, among you. He said, let him call for the elders of the church. Well, think about this. People of the world that don't know they have a covenant, they're not going to call for the elders of the church. So he's talking to Christians. He said, let them call for the elders of the church. And so, now, Brother Hagin used to say something all the time in healing school. It's always stuck with me. And out of verses like this, he said this, there's one reason why the world's sick, and that reason is this, they don't know anything about anything. They take anything that comes their way because they're not walking in a covenant. They're subject to the devil. All the sickness and disease that came in with the curse that came on the earth when Adam and Eve sinned, then the curse came in. And when it came in, it was on the human race. And so when we become born-again Christians, we're going to see some things in the Word of God. We step out of no covenant into Jesus' covenant. And when we come into Jesus' covenant, there's benefits in there. Amen. And so there's one reason the world gets sick, because they don't have a covenant. They don't know anything about Jesus, uh, salvation, healing, or anything else. But Christians, when we ask Jesus into our heart, we come out of the world and come into the body of Christ. When we come into the body of Christ, there's benefits. And if you don't know your benefits, then you're just like the world. You just go through, the, go through life except one difference. When you die, you'll go to heaven. But you might die a lot sooner than what you should have if you don't know what belongs to you. Amen. Is anybody hearing me? Amen. And so I'm looking at this world today. Everywhere, 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 people are losing their minds. They're doing nutty things. They're not in the right minds. They're going crazy. They're going nuts. Well, if you know what belongs to you in Christ, mental problems are like any other sickness. 
Jesus redeems you from it. And we're going to show you that. And I, I, really, I really hope and my prayer is that people that need this will listen. They'll see things in their Bible and they'll start doing what they need to do start walking in their covenant. Now I want you to turn to Deuteronomy 28. And if you're, if you're familiar, if you've been a Christian very long, and, and especially a full gospel Christian, then you know that Deuteronomy 28 lists the blessings and the cursings of the Abrahamic covenant. Of what's in the covenant that God made with the Jews way back then. But we're going to see in a minute that that transforms to us in the New Testament. And so uh, we're not going to look at verses 1 through 13, but verses 1 through 13 tells you you're blessed in the city, you're blessed in the field, you're the head and not the tail, you're above and not beneath, everything you set your hand to prospers, etc., etc. It tells you all those things belong to you, but then look at verse 14 and 15. The first, th first verse 13 verses are the blessings, what belongs to you, and we major on that all the time. Well, I mean, I'm talking about I do, but if you're, if you're a Christian that knows your Bible, and likes health and prosperity, then you read things like this and you major on verses like this, the positive side of it. But then verse 14 and 15, after he tells you what all belongs to you, because you're Abraham's seed, then he says, verse 14, and thou shalt not go aside from any of these words, which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. And so he's telling you, be serious, about the covenant of what's written. Did you ever did you ever stop to think when Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness, everything he said was, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. He told the devil what was written, what belonged to him, what he had. And I've used that all my Christian life. Whatever everything's going on, a lot of times I do say, Satan, it is written. I submit to God, resist you, and you have to flee from me. Satan, it is written, believers lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, they shall recover. It is written, I'm a tither, I bring my tithe to the storehouse, you're rebuked. Amen, you've got to know that it is written. And so that's why he says right here, don't turn to the left hand or the right hand from the word, and don't go after other gods to serve them. But then verse 15, it says, but it shall come to pass that thou wilt not hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. That means his word and his spirit speaking to your heart to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which command thee this day. Now look at this, that all these curses, everybody say curses. There's curses out there, but we don't have to accept them. Amen, mental sickness, mental problems, confusion, all grouped up in life and fear about the future, that's a curse, and I'm gonna show you that. All these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And so then the next, but all these next verses, verse 16 to 68, spells out all the different curses, all sicknesses, diseases, uh, family problems, every, everything you can think of is listed there. But I want to get down to verse 66 and 67 for what Jesus wants to say to you tonight. How many love it when the Bible comes alive and speaks to you? Hey man, I'm so grateful to know that the biggest way that Jesus talks to his people is in the Bible. And it's always been that way with me all my Christian life. I've loved to be in my prayer closet, fellowship with Jesus, and all of a sudden I start knowing there's verses I need to look up. And when I see them, 
it, it's so real to me that I know this is God is talking to me. And that's always, always, always gave me victory, gave me peace, showed me what to do. And so remember now, we're not talking about blessings, we're talking about something that's a curse. Verse 66 is a curse. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. Doesn't that sound like mental torment? And do you know right now, uh, there's a large segment of the world population, that's how they're living? And remember, uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. The difference between the world and Christians. Be free from that. And so he says, Have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Wish to God it was evening. And then you say, Wish to God it were morning. And I know that there's been times in my life that's been a Christian even. When I was facing really, really tough things in life, it didn't last long. But I know in the daytime, I couldn't wait to get to bed so I'd get away from the problem. And I'd go to bed, and all night long, there it was, pounding me all night long. And then I thought, glory to God, I can't wait to get up and start this day fresh. And then get up, there it comes again. And just worry, 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 worry. Well, I've always been able, what I'm going to talk about tonight, I've always been able to successfully, eventually, sooner than later, knock a home run, knock that thing out of the park, and get it off my life. I don't like to go to bed tormented and can't sleep. And then comes morning time, at least I go back to bed again. Things are going to be different tonight, and then it's going to be different tomorrow. But when you're facing these things in life, there's a curse out there. He says it's a curse. If you'd be so full of worry and fear about the future, what's going on, said it's a curse. You think, I wish it was night. And think, I wish it was day. And listen to what I'm saying now, so I'm getting ready to show you how to get free. There's so many people out there today, that's how they live. They don't know what to do, they don't know which ends up, and a lot of them end up doing some wrong things and send them into eternity soon because they don't know what to do, they're so tormented. I don't want that to ever happen to anybody I know. And so that's why I teach the Bible. And so he says, wish to God every morning. And then he says, look at this. For the fear of thine heart wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. That's a good reason not to watch the news. I want to say that again. That's a good reason not to watch the news. If you ever want to go on a fast, let me make a suggestion. Fast social media. Fast the news, because really, uh, there isn't any news anymore. What used to be the news a long time ago was people giving you facts and letting you make up your mind about what it was you were seeing. Now, I don't want to get off on a bunny trail long, but I want to tell you what I've noticed. On the, I, I don't even want to call it the news because it's not. It's com commentary, it's propaganda, it's all kinds of bad stuff. But what I've noticed now, they used to interview real people, now they interview each other. They'll get three or four other commentators like them, and then they're big, they're big buzzword. What do you make of that? What do you make of that? Well, they're buddies. They've already talked over and got on there. He's not going to tell you any facts. He's asking you, because he already knows what you're going to say, to back up what he said. And then most of what they do, I, I know during the pandemic, a lot of things were exposed about how a lot of phony stuff works out of Washington and everywhere else. I come to find out there's a lot of things now when I see who's saying something, 
if you can trust the Google on to find out who they are, you find out who they are, who did the saying, then you find out they're on it together anyway. But you know what that does? It drives people nuts. Why does it? For the fear of what's going to come upon you. How many know that the Bible's called the gospel? That means good news. So if you want to watch the good news, there's nothing out there in the world you can trust. It's only the good news. And so he says, he says right here uh, that, that for those things that are coming, for those things that you're seeing out there, that's what's driving people crazy. And so God tells us he's got a blessed life for us if we follow his ways. Amen. If we hearken to his word, if we don't go after other gods, what's, what, 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 what's a god? A god's something that you love and you'll do anything for. It's what you give your time to, what you give your life to, what you crave. And so that could be a lot of different things. And well, I've got to watch the bunny trails. I don't remember it on time. But I practical Christian living a lot of times God's priorities. And do you know that the number one priority the Bible tells, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul. And then the next thing the Bible teaches, the book of Genesis, that God just set things up was for marriage, a man and a woman, and then children, and that life of serving him. But you know what I found out in life? A man can make his wife his God. If he loves his wife more than he does Jesus, and hearkens to her voice more than his. I've seen it happen time and time and time again. And do you know that a mom can make her children her God? If you love your kids so much that your kids control your life, that control your church life, control what you do, and you put them before God, he said, put no other gods before me. God has a balance. And if you love him first, your wife, your husband, your children are all going to be blessed because Jesus is first in your life. Amen. That was just a bunny trail, wasn't it? <laughs> and so anyway, he says, put him first, hearken to his word, and then you'll be able to enjoy the blessings. And so that curse is on the whole human race. And in the end times, uh, Isaiah chapter 61 said, the end times, it's going to get darker and darker that gross darkness is going to cover the earth. But he said, my people that walk with me, it's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And people are going to actually see the glory of God on our lives. Because it's so dark out there. If we turned off the lights in here right now and held up a little birthday candle, that candle would be very bright because the darkness in here would be gross, that little candle. And that's what Christians are in this dark world. We're so, we're so bright out there because it's so dark out there. And so we have been redeemed from that darkness. Somebody said amen. Amen. And so the good news is you can be free from that. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it now. Go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to look at verse 13. And keep it in mind, I just set this up to go to this chapter here in Galatians 3. By looking at Deuteronomy 28. And he told you about all those curses out there that's on the world. He told you about those curses that belongs to people that don't serve God. But I want to look now at what belongs to us and how to get it. Galatians 3, verse 13. Now look at this right here. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. 
One of the curses we saw was whoosh, torment, can't sleep, want to get back in bed to hide from everything, and you can't face the future. It's just so dark, so gloomy, and the things you see happening. He said, that's a curse. We saw that in Deuteronomy 28. How many saw that for your own eyes? He said, that's a curse. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And that word redeemed there means bought back. I know they sell, I don't say pop bottles, man. They don't have pop bottles anymore. They don't have bottles. But you take things, you take those recyclers back. They call it recycling now. But back when I was growing up, back when I was a young man, they called that redeeming. And I told some of my kids sometimes, and they, they just really think it's so funny to think about it. But I was telling my grandsons the other day, I used to go hunting pop bottles when I was a boy. And for, for one or two cents for a bottle, you take it to the store. Then you've been there, haven't you? You take it back, and they give you two cents for a bottle. Well, you get ten bottles, man, you got enough for two candy bars, but they only cost a nickel. Amen. Or on a rare occasion, I find a milk jug. They, they gave you a quarter for a milk jug. And at the store, the sign said, redeem your bottles here. And what that meant, they were going to buy them back. And so Christ redeemed us. He bought us back with his blood from Satan's dominion. He bought us back from the curse. When Satan came in, he put a curse on the earth. And so the only hope was the Savior, the perfect Savior. So when he came back, he took his blood and he bought us from that kingdom because he put his blood on the mercy seat of heaven and said, now I'm buying him back for you, Father. It's coming back. And so I want you to think about what that verse says before I move on. Christ redeemed you from all sickness, disease, poverty, lack, all those ugly things that were folks not on. The Father redeemed you through Christ's blood from mental problems, from the torment. You don't have to lay there and toss and turn all night. You don't have to get ulcers high blood pressure, have a stroke because you're so worried, consumed with fear about what's going on. Christ bought us back. And I want to remind you again, 1 Corinthians 1, 3 said, for this cause many are weak and sickly among you. And so a lot of churches, the pastors don't know what I'm teaching. It's in the Bible. I'm not, this is not some phony doctrine. It's in the Bible. And so because in a lot of churches, people don't know they've been redeemed that and it's a curse so they have to put up with it amen you don't need to be ignorant when you read the bible you know ignorant is not a sin ignorance just means you don't know but it's a sin if you refuse to read your bible do what it says because he said to hearken to the voice of my word he said don't depart from my commandments and so if god said to stick with the word and let the word not depart out of your mouth and the word stay full of the word of god then if you don't and you know that, then maybe it is a sin because you're doing other things. Amen. Doing better preaching than you are shouting. Okay, so Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, from all that mental anguish and torment, being made a curse for us. And you have to look at, the, at Calvary, what it tells you about Calvary, to understand some of the things he did when he became this curse. Number one, do you remember... Do you remember the whipping post? When he went there, they beat his back, and the Bible said, by his stripes you were healed. Well, that took the sicknesses. Do you remember, it says, because of mental torment, he sweat those great drops of blood. He took your mental head blowing up with 
when he sweat those great drops of blood, that was torment to the max. He took that curse for you. You don't have to sweat great drops of blood. Jesus did that to redeem you from going through that. Amen. And I, I want to say it again. You know, it's, it's not a recyclable. This is like the old pop bottles. This is redeeming. You take, you take something ugly and empty back to the store. They say, we'll buy those ugly, empty things. We'll give you some money. Then you get some filled up ones if you want to. And so Jesus bought us back. I've been bought back. I don't have to have cancer. I don't have to have poverty. I don't have to have mental torment. I don't have to have a wild family that's going nuts and not serving God. He redeemed me. He bought me back. He bought you back. But we're going to see you have to do something about what he did. It doesn't just happen. When I found those pop bottles, if I didn't take them in, I didn't get anything. Amen. I had to do something to get it. I had to take them back in before I got the money. And you have to do something before you get the benefits. And so it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be made a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That's what Jesus did. He hung on the tree. He hung on the cross. And then verse 14, now listen to this. You got your shouting pose on? That the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 through 13 tells you all those blessings. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, long life, prosperity, everything you set your hand to prospers. People see you and call you blessed that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Well, he's not talking about the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke through Moses those words. The Spirit spoke those words to Moses, and they were written down, that we're redeemed now. Verse 29. And if ye be Christ, how many here belong to Jesus Christ? Amen. Then guess what? You're Abraham's seed. Woo! There's the shout, and that's where it comes in. This is when you holler. Amen. You're Abraham's seed, and then what? Heirs, according to the promise. Heirs, according to the promise. And, of course, we're not Abraham's physical seed. I mean, if Jamie's mom was here, she is, because she's a Jew. And so we're not Abraham's physical seed, but guess what? We are his spiritual seed. We are his spiritual seed. We're his faith seed. And do you remember when God talked to Abraham? He said, through thee, all the nations of the world are going to be blessed through you. Well, the nations of the world is us because we got born again. We stepped into the covenant. I, I, just, I just want to say this again before I keep going. You do not have to be tormented. You do not have to get ulcers, pull your hair out, and want to end it all because you don't know what to do. I've shown you exactly what to do. Christ redeemed you from being a basket case. Amen. But you know what? It's like everything else the Bible teaches. If you just think it's going to happen to you just because you heard a preacher say it one time, it's not going to happen to you. You got to do what the preacher did with his life. You got to do what every other believer did in their life that got freed from those things. Man, I remember those days. Man, back in the 70s, I'm not going to say a whole lot about anything. Except at one time I was living with some people that worked for a doctor and I got free pills. And they didn't do drug tests on truck drivers back then. I'm glad they didn't. But I, no, I existed 
For two or three years, I'd go through a horrible divorce, and life wasn't worth anything to me, and I existed off of staying high for those things they gave me, and it was torment. And then when I started realizing what it off of them, I didn't know if I'd get off of them and live. And so I had to myself wean myself off of those things because I couldn't, I couldn't walk into work and look anybody in the eye unless I popped two or three of those things. And it was tough. So I know a little bit about what mental stuff is, but I, you know, I, I've been there. I've done that. And then when I got bored again and found out for the Word of God, things that I'm teaching tonight out of the Bible, I've never, ever, ever dreamed about those again. And I've faced things so bad over the last bunches of years that, man, I look at this and realize what God's done for me through Jesus, and I walk in it. Amen. And so I want you to look at this verse 29 one more time so you'll get this. And if you be Christ, say, I'm Christ. I'm Abraham's seed. I'm an heir according to God's promises. Amen. And, and uh, I know that I, I, I learned a long time ago, and I, I used to say this, and I still say it sometimes. If it belongs to Abraham, it belongs to me. If he promised Abraham, then he promised me. Amen. Because I'm Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. Now I want you to go to Philemon, uh, Philemon verse 6. And I want to say this. You need to start thanking Jesus every day for redeeming you from the curse of mental instability, fear, and confusion. I know you're thinking right now, so I'm going to say that again. Anything that's in the Bible that Jesus did for you, the number one thing you need to do after you see it and know it belongs to you is start thanking Him for it. How many know that God loves it when you thank Him? Amen. Jesus loves it when you give Him praise for what He did for you. That was no small thing what He did. When you know the story of Calvary, Pastor Dave got Easter stuff coming Sunday. I don't know how much you'll talk about. But when you know the story of Calvary, and you know the story of the Bible, Jesus always was from whatever was, was, because the Bible doesn't tell you. I, I call it, oh, way I don't describe eternity and, 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 and things of the past as eternity past. You know, God's like a circle. Where's the start? Where's it end? It's all just, it always was. And so I call it eternity past to eternity future is how I talk about things back then. But when you see the Bible, Jesus always was with the Father for whatever was, was. And then when it came, when it come time, Psalms 22 talks about it. That's Jesus talking from the cross by prophecy in Psalms 22. When he come to the cross, when he got to that place where he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It wasn't the, it wasn't the physical dying so much. But it was horrible enough. But he'd never, ever, ever, for whatever ever was, he'd never been separated from the presence of God. And then the Bible tells us that when he went down, he went down into hell itself. And he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan. And so he went down there, though, as a human, but as a perfect human. He went down there, not under his godly powers. He went down there because he became sin, the Bible says. He went down there. He took the sins of the world. He went down there for three days. And then God finally said, justice is served. And then Jesus says he came up out of there, totally spoiled to Satan. That means paralyzed, disarmed Satan of all his power. And so that's why I say we need to really realize 
And Jesus loves it when you thank him, he redeems you. Because it's not just a Bible verse. He got separated from God and went into hell without God. And he'd never been without God. That's heavy duty. And so why should we let the devil put all this stuff on as the world does? Amen. Amen. And somebody said, well, pastor, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather use my faith. I'd rather use my faith and have that breakthrough, and then it becomes easy. You just live in it. Amen. And so Philemon, which is right before Hebrews, Philemon 6, and we're talking about redeemed from the curse of that mental instability, confusion, not knowing what to do, to being totally free and walk with a sound mind. So verse 6 says that the communication, what's communication mean? That means you're talking to somebody, you're communicating. I'm communicating with you right now. How am I doing that? With I'm speaking words and I'm communicating. I'm communicating, matter of fact, I'm communicating my faith to you. And so it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual means effective. It's one thing to have faith. It's another thing for it to be effective. I want my faith to be effective. How about you? That communication of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of what a loser you are. That just blows my mind. I'm just going nuts. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't take another minute of this. I just think I'm going to die. I don't know if I make another day. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what that is? That's the curse talking. That's confusion. That's worried about tomorrow. That's looking at every evil thing out there that can happen to you. He says that the communication of faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. By the acknowledging. And when I see the word acknowledging as a Bible teacher, I see right in the middle of that AC that I see K-N-O-W. See the K-N-O-W? That means knowing something. And tonight, whether you knew it or not, you're knowing something now you never knew. Maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't. What do you know tonight? Because you saw it in the Bible, God's Word, you saw that mental instability is a curse. Amen. You saw that God sent Jesus. He bought you back from Satan's curse. Amen. And so you know that now. And so he says you need to acknowledge, that means you need to communicate and talk about what's in you. And that means that when you're tempted to yield to Satan, let him have your tongue and start talking about what he's doing, you just walked away from the blessing. He said, you said, I want to cross the line from God's side, go back to Satan's side, the kingdom of darkness, and let him be my Lord again. Somebody said, I don't know about that. Well, Bible says acknowledge what's yours. The blessings are yours. And what I'm saying, you know, what, what Christians have got to understand, it's not just us trying to fight the devil or trying to fight things in the natural. It's us stepping into the supernatural, doing what the Bible says to do. And there's so many scriptures that say God's word doesn't return void. God's word's full of power. God's word's alive. God's word will come to pass. Jesus confirms God's word. And so when you're speaking what God says about you, 
God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit that's right here in you is right there backing you up, making things happen. It is called supernatural. And you know what supernatural is? The definition the Lord gave me years ago. But we do a natural thing, and then the anointed God comes on it and becomes a supernatural thing. Think about this, your hands. As a believer, what did Jesus say to do with our hands? He said, lay them on the sick, they shall recover. Well, you know, somebody that doesn't know Jesus knows nothing about that. They lay their hands on people, nothing happens. They're doing a natural thing. That's a natural thing. Well, when we as believers lay hands on somebody because Jesus is in us, the anointing is there, then that natural becomes supernatural. Because he put his anointing on it, turned it into super. And so uh, I've, I've thought about preachers and lawyers a lot. And the Lord told me years ago, the difference between a preacher and a lawyer, we both talk a lot, but we got anointed on our words. And so this talking is not just natural talking. This talking becomes supernatural because the anointing got all this natural and becomes supernatural. Did you ever think about that, how the supernatural works? Well, when we begin to do what I'm getting ready to close out with here in a minute, we're going to turn what's been going on with your head. If you had problems, you out there watching too. Make sure you get a hold of this. We're going to turn what's happened. We're going to turn it around on the devil, and you're going to see your mind change, see things clear up, because it's going to become supernatural, because anointed God's going to get involved. And so, again, one more time, it says that the communication of your faith, so it's possible for your faith to become effective. He says you've got to communicate it. You've got to talk it by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Are you ready now to shout? Amen. 2 Timothy 1 7. 2 Timothy 1 7. Boy, I'm so grateful I'm not who I used to be. Man, oh man, oh man, I hated living in that old house with those creaky boards. And every time the wind blow, man, whistle through the window like a ghost. And then I hear the boards start creaking. And man, I get under the covers and hide, not sweat. I'm talking about a 27-year-old man, not a little kid. I, I was so fearful and so messed up. Man, I'll tell you, sometimes I'd hear those boards of that old house creak. And I'd lay there for just sweating and sweating and sweating and sweating, just waiting for some bad boogeyman to walk through there and get me. I didn't know any better. And then when I got a hold of this verse we're getting ready to look at, what I did, man, I was ready for the challenge. Man, the next time those boards creaked after I, what I'm teaching, after I, after I learned this, after those boards creaked, man, I'll tell you what, I didn't turn the light on. I just walked towards the sound. And I heard one back here. I didn't jump. I just turned, okay. Devil, I got authority over you in the name of Jesus. You don't have me anymore. You'll never make me afraid again. You don't have me. Amen. I got a hold of it. Amen. Second Timothy 1 7. I wonder if any of my kids ever heard this verse. Amen. What's it say here? It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. And we always major on that. Now look at this here, what replaced the curse of mental anguish. But of power and of love and what? A sound mind. That's the blessing. God gave us a sound mind. God gave us a sound mind. Deuteronomy 28, verse 66, 67 says, Torment, stand awake all day, all night, not knowing what you're going to do. You're afraid of what you see coming. Well, the Bible says right here that he gave us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And so uh, 
It's a Bible fact. Jesus took the curse. It's a Bible fact. Every good thing in us is a sound mind. Lots of other things, but what we're talking about tonight, you've got to get a hold of that. You've got to get a hold of that. And I'll tell you something else, too. I probably 40 years ago decided I was going to pay attention to words people speak, and I wasn't just going to say things because it's a popular saying. Can I tell you something I've never said and I'll never say it? That just blows my mind. I do not want a blown mind. Nothing's going to blow my mind. I'm not going to put words out there. I know it's a popular saying. There's a lot of popular sayings, and people say them all the time, and Christians do, and you know what? They believe it, and it comes to pass their life. She said, you'll have what you said. And, you know, I remember a few years ago also, there's this popular saying going around, well, I must be brain dead. I'm not going to be brain dead. I'm going to be brain alive. I'd never say my kid's brain dead. I'd never say anybody at all is brain dead. I'm not going to put those words out there. You have what you say. I say I've got a sound mind. How about you? Amen. Amen. We're talking about your faith becoming effective. If you want your head to come together, you've got to start doing what I'm telling you to do right now. How many loved homework when you went to school? Some people did. Well, okay, now you're in God. You're in God's school tonight. How many want a simple little homework assignment tonight? Amen. You do your homework, that means you'll pass the test. What's the test the next time Satan tries to tempt you? What's the test next time he tries to mess with your head? Amen. You know, he's got this thing. Uh, well, you, you know, it runs in the family. Well, you know what I told him when he told me that? I've got a new family now. There's a lot of things running in the Samples family. But my number one heritage is the God family. Amen. I'll receive, I'll receive the godly blessing. If there's anything good come out of the Samples family, I'll take it. But I didn't see a whole lot of good. Amen. And so 2 Timothy 1.7 says God's given us a sound mind. So here's your homework. Now listen to this. this. I've lived this way all my Christian life and I still do it. Write this verse down on a 3 by 5 card. Have a modern technology, you can put it on your screensaver. And I still like to put things on my refrigerator. And on your bathroom mirror. And then read it out loud and pray it over your life several times a day, every day, every day. Let me ask you this. Does the devil hit your mind if you're being hit several times a day? Amen. If you're bombarded almost nonstop from that side, why don't you start sending some bombs back? Why don't you put this verse, I'm talking about if you're having trouble with your head, why don't you put this verse on cards, on your cell phone, on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, and I'll tell you what I used to do when I was first saved. I, I, I drove a big truck. I didn't do anything dangerous. But because I came from Ignorantville, didn't know anything about anything, verses that Jesus was giving me, I made little sticking notes. I had them all over my dashboard. Every time I looked at my speedometer in that truck, I saw 2 Timothy 1.7. I couldn't look down without seeing it. I had them all across there, and I kept on doing that. I kept the Word of God in front of me, and that's how I become what I am, because the Word of God becomes so real to me. I didn't let it depart from my eyes. And so your homework is write this verse down and just paraphrase for what we're talking about. Just thanking Jesus every day. You've given me a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, I've got a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, I've got a sound mind. And next time you're tempted to say, 
I've got to keep saying things like this because a lot of you do this. Oh, I think I'm losing my mind. I must be losing my mind. How many here? Don't raise your hands. But I wonder how many times this week you said, I must be losing my mind. I'm not losing my mind. I found mine. It's called the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. And it's a sound mind. And I have a sound mind. I don't care what the devil says. I'm going to agree with the Bible. I've got a sound mind. So we're closing with this. Make sure you do your homework. Read that out loud. Read that out loud. And say, thank you, Jesus. I've got a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a sound mind. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a sound mind. And if somebody says something stupid, you're like, you must be getting Alzheimer's or something. Look how you're acting. No, i got a sound mind. Don't receive anything else. Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Well, I know Pastor Dave's all excited about getting you some Easter things. But anyway, uh, I, think, I think we should lay hands on people if they need it for that, don't you? Amen. We'll be doing, uh, closing out with his part in a minute. But if you want hands laid on you, I walk in my sound mind. I have for a long time. And as I told you before, laying hands is a natural thing. But when a believer or a minister lays hands on you, it becomes supernatural because anointing comes in. And so if perchance there's some physical thing causing you to have head problems, when I lay hands on you, that'll take care of that part. And then you got your part to do. But I want to lay hands on anybody that's been having trouble and issues and just what what to set free i want to lay hands on you i want to pray i know god's going to do his part but then you've got your part you got to communicate your faith every day every time you're here say thank you jesus i got a sound mind amen this pastor come on up amen amen we'll, we'll pray for this then if anybody has anything else then who's, who's my other altar work over pastor dave Okay, if you got anything else, go up to Pastor Dave. But if you want prayer for your head, come over here. And Mrs. Pastor, you go to her. Yeah, you. Yeah, stick with me. Okay. Who you are, and 
That is who you are. That is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Keep light in the darkness, my God. That 
praise the Lord. Well, who received from the word of God this evening? Amen. What an awesome night to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, man, just thank you so much for being in faith with us as we minister. Hey, this Sunday is Easter Sunday. Is everybody ready to celebrate? Amen. The single greatest day in the history of the world. Amen. And so there is no, I'm all about Christmas, but Easter is, I mean, the big, big real deal here. So uh, again, grab uh, some invites off of the info booth there. Invite somebody in person. Invite them online, man. And let's do our best to get the gospel to as many people as we can this Sunday. Amen. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Let's go ahead. We will close in prayer and then we will speak some words of faith over Barstow tonight. Amen. Let's raise our hands together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for what we have seen in the word of God tonight. And, Lord, we know that, hey, somebody could say, there's a curse, you know, I'm dealing with this mental anguish and, and this anxiety and this depression, but Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We do not have to live with that in the name of Jesus. And so we speak freedom. We speak deliverance over everybody here tonight. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you. And we can't wait to celebrate Sunday, the day that you defeated death and you rose from the grave. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, can everybody say amen tonight? Amen. All right. Let's speak some words of faith over Barstow. Let's do it. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. See you Sunday.